Are you going? You are going. Yes, it's going. Okay, cool. Movement over there. Yeah. All right. I can always import it and do something different with it. It's tra- transferring to an MP3 anyway, which is unusual. For an Apple product. Yeah. Yeah. Surprised it's not a dot go fuck yourself or something. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Apple. <laughs> oh, that's a good opening. <laughs> I like that. Hey guys! It's uh, me and Kevin. That was um, quick. I just said spiking out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yes, uh, it's another PTG quickie. It might not be so much of a quickie. <laughs> well, I, this, it'll have to be just so we don't get into spoiler territory. That's true. Uh, there might be some mild spoilers here and there, but it, it, if you're listening to us anyway, you know we're spoiler rife anyway. So yeah, spoilers for anybody who's listening to this and uh, you don't want to be spoiled. Well, I suppose we should tell them what we're, what we're talking about. <laughs> well, I we're just like, spoilers, 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 <laughs> and they're like, what are they talking about? It's uh, the FF7 remake launched uh, yesterday, actually. Thursday at 11 p.m. for Thursday us. Thursday at 11 p.m. Well, digital anyways. Yeah, that's true. And I'm record- I'm, we're recording this on Saturday night, so it's been a couple days. Um, it's a phenomenon, honestly. Like, there are a lot of people saying this is like one of the best games that have been made of this generation. Yes and no. It's divisive, for like, sure. Like, I I understand where people are coming from. It's probably the best remake that's ever been done. Mm. Mm. I suppose. It's definitely the most advanced. Yeah, but I don't know if I would say it's the, like, best game of the generation. No? You don't no. think so? Well, because, I mean, it's already... It's cheating. It's already got a fan base built in and nostalgia. That's true. So if you eliminate that and were to stand it up against stuff like Horizon and like brand new games. So do you think if you stripped this game of all FF stuff, like let's say this wasn't Final Fantasy 7. Let's say this was Final Fantasy 16. Because I've been saying we should, they they need to do that. Like, let's say this was a new Final Fantasy title. How do you think this would stack up compared to like fifteen and thirteen and ones like those? Combat wise, I think this is it would be better. Yeah, oh yeah, it'd be combat and graphic wise. Yes, sound like from like sound execution and stuff. Yes, but I mean, when they were going, if it was all new characters and story, that's where I would. I don't know. Well, it well, it's, it's kind of hard to, to, I suppose it's hard to kind of make that judgment too, considering it's not done yet. Yeah. So it's it's kind of hard to make that that uh, assertion, but I I can see where people are coming from with it being. Oh, I I can too. The, like, it's, know, I think it's I do think it's great. I am absolutely in love with it. I'm like likewise. Like I've twenty two hours in already, and so I am six. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had much time to play. But uh, yes, so the game launched and it's it's taken over the the gaming community. In I mean, you go on YouTube, that's all you see. Uh, it's, Final Fantasy VII stream. I've been man. avoiding Facebook and Twitter for most of the same reasons mm-hmm. because like everyone's talking about it. And I'm, I was like, I don't want to see anything about it. Like I already know the, the base stuff of the game, but I didn't want to know about any of the new stuff. Well, that's so weird. That's the weird part about it is like everything that is familiar isn't it's different anymore. enough yeah yeah like even the even, layouts of the cities and stuff like there the locations oh, yeah. at this point yeah like when you get to the slow even just the whole train segment like when you first leave the leave the reactor or not the train segment but like wandering around the city was completely different yeah it was insane and i it's we'll get into we'll get into our first impressions of the game anyway so mm-hmm. obviously as with the demo I was rock hard the whole time. Oh, Nostalgia yeah. boner as fuck. Oh yeah, I was the big top in that in my out of my house. <laughs> oh yes, it was insane. Just from the music to the to the 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 locales to just how everything feels. You're like, this is exactly how we envisioned it as kids. And honestly, this is the one time I can say I think they have nailed every voice. Oh yeah. Like, this is, like, basically how I envisioned these characters kind of sounding. Mm-hmm. Obviously not with these direct voice actors right, type right, thing, right. but, like, 
if I were to pick a voice for Cloud, that's kind of how I would have picked him, because he's aloof. He's not necessarily... He's not the typical, I'm a super badass type thing, even though, like, he is... <laughs> that's kind of how he was portrayed in the beginning. He's of, very of aloof and distant, and, like, well, and yeah. it always, to me, that was a side effect of Soldier, was right. it fucks with your head so much anyways that, like, you're emotionally, like, repressed, and you're yeah. used to war and doing all these other sort of shits, so... I, I he's not as whiny as I was fearing he was going to be. I yeah. thought he was gonna have like like he's gonna be a squall. Oh, fucking soldier! Like I don't know. You, you some, thought he was gonna be squall? Kind of, yeah. Like I kind of pictured his voice being a little more. Oh, but then yeah, like you said, he's not the. Oh, I hate everything. Hey, 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 fuck you! Like, yeah. <laughs> he's not the the badass that he. Well, and he's only like twenty one or something. I think in these ones. I think so because they mentioned because five years has passed since he's seen Tifa. Yeah. When he left. And uh, Crisis Core, I think he was like yeah seventeen or eighteen. So. Yeah. Which which falls into which makes sense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, otherwise, like the. It's incredible. Like I, I, again, not a huge Final Fantasy VII guy. Never have been. I, I didn't care for a lot of the characters. I didn't really care for that world in general. But this game is—it's blowing me away. Like it's—I'm loving every aspect of it. See, I, yeah, that's that's one thing always with you. I, I don't understand why you don't like the world because it's basically the concepts that Six did with Magitech and like all the yeah. steam power, but just slightly more to, like, the next step and more of an industrialized rather than... Well, FF7 was so strange because the first disc was that way. And then it went into your typical, like, fantasy... Because well, yeah. you leave Midgar. Because Midgar is the most advanced area in yeah. the world. If but the that's... whole game had felt more like Midgar, I think I would have liked it more. But then again, I loved Final Fantasy Thirteen, and that was kind of the same thing. Yeah. The whole opening thing is a lot of that steampunk and stuff, because you're on... Um, not let's... Fuck, I can't remember what the name of that place is. It's not... Grand Pulse is the planet. I don't remember what the, the floating thing is. It eludes Cocoon? me at this point. Cocoon, yes. Cocoon is like the industrialized, kind of futuristic, steampunkish area. Well, to me, it always made sense. Like, Midgar is basically New York City... Yeah. And as you're going out towards, like, the uninhabited where, like, hicks and stuff live. Where the it's, slums. Yeah. Yeah. Which I gotta say, I love the aesthetic of the slums. Oh, I think yeah. it's... And I know I texted you this right away when I was playing it. I was fucking right all these goddamn years. He does call it a pizza! And to be honest, I want, I'm wondering if that started off as a translation thing to give it, you know to, a, like, a thing in that part, <laughs> and then it's, it's stuck. stuck. It's stuck. It's been <laughs> part of the, the translation and stuff for so long it just became that like it a... became what they, like, oh, that they altered man. the dialogue to be with it. Because I in the original thing, it does not make sense with the way he's talking. <laughs> but that's, I've always interpreted it as he's talking about the plate as a big piece. Yeah. So the, I, I understand where people are... It's, he's, he's, like, colloquializing... Yeah, exactly. ...piece of, yeah. you know? But it just it made me laugh when he said pizza, and I remember texting you yeah. and Paul. I was like, I fucking knew it! <laughs> oh, it, was, it was, that, was my, that was the best moment of the game so far for me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have to say, if you've listened to our... Um, the quickie we did of the demo, how much I hated Barrett, he's growing on me. I actually I'll, don't I'll mind playing as him. I don't either. I think he handles extremely Like, so well. far, I have played, uh, so Cloud, uh, Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith, and I've enjoyed all of them. Yeah. They, well, I haven't, I haven't been able to play as Aerith yet, because I'm not that far. Yeah. But it's, it, they all seem like everybody controls extremely well. Like, I love the way Tifa controls. Yeah. She's, she's fast and, and... Everything strong as hell. Strong. One, of, one of her weapons is the strongest weapon I have. Yeah. Like, so. she's powerful as shit. So actually, I suppose this will segue into um, the next segment because we've kind of gotten past our opening impressions anyway. It's uh, the battle system. It is probably the biggest change between this and the original is how oh, they yeah. went from active time to real time, which has turned off a lot of people who love this game. Well, yeah, I, I know there was a bunch of people that are like, well, I just, you know, it's not turn-based anymore, so I, I automatically hate it. And I'm like, I don't understand why. I can kind of see it. I don't because it's that's the the mentality of oh it sh everything should stay the same and not change. Right. And if if we went based on that mentality, we'd still be playing with FF1 style games. Right. And 
gaming and like development and like had they been able to do this type of development back when FS7 would have released when we originally released, it probably wouldn't have been turn based. Well, I mean, there were games that weren't turn based already out at this time. Yeah, I mean, but, they, the but they, games. but they were, but they were sluggish. If they weren't this smooth, if they could have made combat this smooth back then, I kind of doubt it would have been turn based back then. Yeah, but I mean, they honestly, if you think about it, because when did uh, like Tales of Symphonia come out? That's GameCube, so PS2 and stuff. Yeah, so but I mean, like roughly what year? Because you'd have, chances are you would have had FF ten and twelve. Would yeah. have been around that era. Those could have easily been ter- been real time. Yeah, because FF twelve probably would have been their best chance to alternate. Well, and, but FF twelve was also their biggest di- diverting thing. It, but I mean, it was, but it it, it wasn't because it was still turn based. It was still the ACB yeah, but it, system, but it, but it was it all the, it was the gambit system where like you could yeah. basically set it to where you don't do anything. No. Which, you're, you're which right, was bad. <laughs> I, I and twelve I was also about. bad because it was basically ninety percent empty space and then five percent mm-hmm. shit that's going to kill you and then five percent where you're supposed to go. Like Xenoblade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But at least Xenoblade felt like it did it right. There yeah. was a lot in there was a lot in the world and a lot to do. Yeah. But this, yeah, like twelve, I never cared for. And I like Zodiac Age when they re-released it. It was I I played it a hell of a lot more because I liked the way they changed the system. But it's still like the world itself because I love Evilies. I like for tactics and yeah, like, yeah. Though it was fun in those, but I loved those worlds. But I didn't care for the story or the characters, especially yeah. the characters. I hated the main. Characters. Well, see, I didn't mind what is it, Fran? But Fran was. But see, that's that's kind of where I started to hate it. Was the fact that you have all these races in in Evilies, and human. you're all humans except for one, Viera. And I'm like, really? You have the Seek, you have the fucking, uh, uh, the little rabbit dudes. I'm like, you couldn't have thrown, so you couldn't have gotten a Moogle? Something. Yeah. Like, diversify your fucking team like they did in Rogue Galaxy. You know what I mean? Like, they, it just felt stupid that everybody's human. Yeah. When you have this quote-unquote diverse world of everybody. And, and I don't know. Like, that was probably my biggest turnoff. Yeah. Because I hated I, all the characters. Yeah. I, I hated Bosch. I suppose we're straying quite a bit on this uh, one. Uh, of course. <laughs> I hate Bosch. I hate yeah. uh, ball, Ball's hair. Uh, I don't even know what his fucking Balthier is. wasn't too bad, but he, he's really annoying at the beginning. He's like, what is it, Setzer? Uh, the where, typical rogue with where, the hair to go. Yeah, he's annoying uh, at the beginning, but then he hit about like halfway. He started getting less annoying. Hated Vaughn. The only character I actually liked was Pinello. I thought Pinello was cute. No, oh, yeah. But otherwise, yes, we are off topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see where people start to hate the real time, and I've I've kind of encountered it myself, where it's, I can't see what's going on. So I'm getting sideswiped a lot, and like I'm getting hit a lot from stuff I don't even see. Well, I, like, my two biggest complaints with the combat system are, one, the dodge feels basically pointless. Other than getting out of the way of an area attack. Although by the time you see it coming, I've had, are, you're hit by it. I've had some area attacks where, whether I try to run away or dodge, I get hit. Because the area effect is so big, you're not escaping it. Right. And the dodge doesn't really... It doesn't. It's not like you an can't action. Evade. It's not like an action game where it gives you frames of invincibility. Right. It's just an animation roll, which right. it. Like I've had it work with like some of the basic Shinra guards, and then a couple of like the, like the were rats, but beyond that, it's been garbage for for anything. It just feels like a quick dash. To um, be and then the other thing I I've got an issue with is far too many encounters. Well, I, they're not far too many, but. Too many of the big encounters, I've had it, like, where all of a sudden I'm, like, attacking, 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 and then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, boom, they're either physical resistant or full-out fucking physical immune. Oh, that kind of shit. Yeah. And, like, they can go around and do all this shit. Oh, I suppose I do have a third one that I just remembered. Um, But, like, yeah, all of a sudden, it'll be, like, mid-combo, and all of a sudden I'm, like, I'm not doing any damage anymore. Right. And then, like, even, like, Cloud, even with, like, good materia on, he's not... In this version, like, for some reason, like, he doesn't really set up for a spellcaster very well based on this new system because of, like, the punish, like, their individual-type skills. Yeah. Like, Tifa gets better stuff for boosting her magic, and so does Aerith. Like, they get great stuff for boosting their magic, whereas Cloud's getting all this, like, boost for physical, boost for doing all this. 
and like the weapons I was ha I had with Cloud at the time didn't give me the boosts to magic to make my magic better. Yeah. So like, yeah, I got these good spells, but like they're not doing much with him. Right. Um, and then my other big thing is um, enemies seem to be able to interrupt any ability you're using. That that was one thing that I noticed too. Is like so I, I go tried... to use braver. I go yeah. to use like the, the 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 quick thrust ability or yeah, focus thrust. Uh, some of these other abilities and they hit me. I go to cast a spell. They hit me. Yeah, um, I noticed that too because I tried to cast cure and like so I hit the button and then literally the second I hit the button to do it they knocked me out of it. I'm like, yeah, well, that's great. And the thing that's anno that annoys me with that is basically they touch you and you're doing one of these things they knock you out of it. Yeah. But I wail on them in Punisher mode with Cloud, they can still cast things. Yeah, I, that was one thing I noticed too, and I wonder if that's something they might fix in a Well, and like, okay, like, to a certain extent, again, they have that stagger gauge that works, but like, right. it go, for me, the stagger gauge goes one of two ways. It was pointless, because mm -hmm. I just killed everything too quickly, or it it's... Worked, it was mostly for, like, the bigger enemies. It's for, like, the boss fights and yeah. stuff like that. So, like, when it comes to smaller enemies... It just doesn't really do anything. Well, it's... And, and I know I had talked to you a little bit about this as I was playing it. As much as people hated Final Fantasy XIII, this game screams thirteen to me. Because it's linear as hell. Well, but the, like I said, I was telling you, like the entire Midgar section of... Yeah. But I like of of Final Fantasy VII until you get outside of it is very it's super. There lame. is no side quest. There are no. nothing like that. It's just you're going from point A to point B and just yeah. until you're out of there. And then that's when it, that that game opens up. Yeah. Because um, thirteen was like that where it's, it's literally straight lines for the most part until you fall to Grand Pulse and then literally they dump you in a sandbox and say have at it. But it's here's literally some punks, for like here's some side quests. Here's some shit. But it's like for a chapter and then it goes back and seals itself off. No, you can always leave. You, well, you, you can, can you always can, get you can things. always backtrack, but yeah. if you're going like going forward, it just it, it seals itself back off to where it becomes an on rails thing again. And Which, that's where a lot of people have the issue with thirteen is yeah. it's literally just corridor, slightly open room corridor. Yeah. Whereas at least this is corridor. I've got a bunch of shit to do, and then corridor again. See, but kind of, and this is where like I kind of started to have like the the thirteen. It's like. Because I was telling you, like, there's, I people in RPGs say that there's, oh, I want that degree of exploration and all this shit, but I'm like, well, at some point you have what's an illusion of exploration. Well, to be honest, all exploration, it because like all, even in like Skyrim or like open world RPGs like that style, right? Your exploration is basically superficial, anyways. Yes, you can go to all these places, but. You're not doing anything story-wise until you hit the checkpoints. That's true. So, like, the story but, is always linear. It doesn't matter how oh, you yeah, do it. Because, I mean, you have to. There's, yeah. there's no way around. Well, sort of, actually. I suppose, because even, even in Breath of the Wild, you could kind of circumvent that. But it's still linear. It's To a point, it's, well, but it's, it's linear. It's, it's branching. <laughs> it's, it's like diverting paths, but it is still a yeah. linear thing. It's like Breath of the Wild was like linear in a circle, if that makes sense. Like, it's straight, and then once you get to, like, once you get off the plateau... Well, it's, choose you, one of the four, one could, of the guardians, yeah. and then automatically, and then as soon as you finish those... Oh, but see, you don't even have to do that. You can just go straight to Ganon. So it is, but it isn't. But, yes and no. I mean, I that's, mean there are people who have beaten the game without doing anything. <laughs> yeah, but there, there'll always be the exception and not the rule. Right. But the, I mean, that's the equivalent of people, <laughs> like, glitching and stuff to walk on top of stuff. and I suppose... You can do it, but is it really what you're supposed to do? <laughs> well, I, nobody plays games the way they're supposed to be played. Exactly. God. So. But, like, FF7, like, I noticed... If it was true exploration like people wanted, you'd have to find the side quests. Because I noticed once that unlocks, they literally just dump them all on you. Well, if there's a person in the area to talk to, where yes. I'm at in the story... Um, like I think another like nine side quests or something opened up, and yeah. I have to find them. But I mean, they tell you they're there. If it well, was true, there's no markers for them. No. I have to find the individuals to give me. Whereas, like where you're at, you're in the slums. Like, is it the kid that gave you the side quests? Yeah, the, yeah. the battle intel, and then that yeah. one guy gave me like the four quests or whatever. Yeah. But it's like if if it was like the exploration, like people wanted. 
or like people think that they want. It's you would have to literally go around and talk to people, find it. Like FFs, like some of the older Final Fantasies where you could like go into houses. Sure, a lot of times there was nothing in them, but there were people to talk to. Well, that's that's there's, there's exploration. All the, there's, there's world building within the thirteen. Yeah. Didn't even have that. No, it didn't. Like there, like world. Didn't have that. The world building for thirteen is as bad as the world building was for Destiny. Thirteen was well, I wouldn't go that far. Thirteen was it was very uh, okay. I'll say they're in the same boat. <laughs> it was very. What's the word I'm thinking of? Exposition. It was very exposition heavy, where they told it to you. Like it wasn't so much other people told you. It's you kind of experienced it. If that makes sense. I don't. I don't know how to how to really describe it. Destiny was, you had to fucking go online and look it up. <laughs> 13, you could understand just through the course of the game. But, like, FF7, like, even in the slums, you have this wide open area. There's still nothing to do. There's no one to talk to because everybody just talks around you. But, like, What's the other than finding one or two errant chests, there's still nothing to do. RPGs have been like that from the get-go, though. I know. I mean, look at look at Final Fantasy on on NES. Right. The vast majority of the world is nothing. That could have been a hardware limitation. But it's but still, you're right. But it's still. I mean, yeah. it's still one of those things. I mean, no, even like when it's not hardware limitations, like Skyrim again, Oblivion. The vast majority of the world is nothing. Right. But at least in those, you could stray off the beaten path, find something, and you're cool. I got this really cool piece of armor. Or, or I found this cool shrine that gave me, like, a new spell yeah, or something. Five minutes later, it was useless. But, that, anyway. <laughs> so. well, <laughs> but like, Diablo was, was a good idea, a good, more open exploration, because you had all, like, the, the dungeons uh, and shit you could go in that you did not have to do. There's only a couple of them you don't have to do. Diablo, the majority of them, you have to do. To I thought a lot of them was side quest related. No, because like there are certain things like it basically triggers checkpoints mm. where you if you don't have certain things done, it won't let you progress. Oh, maybe. So because I know there's Diablo only, two. There's, there's only like there's only a couple of them that you can skip in Diablo two that that yeah that like you really don't have to do. But it's that was one thing that like it, it kind of always makes me laugh when people like shit on 13 and it's like dude i feel like this is 13 because even down to the summon system that was one thing i wanted to touch on too is is the how summoning i i don't like the way summons work it works like 13 yeah well and it it works like 12 uh, originally did it and then 13 expound expanded i like the way that it's they come out and they just do their own thing but you can still come out i don't i don't mind them coming out and just doing their own thing i I don't, I don't like, like how they trigger. I don't, I don't like, how like yeah, whatever what causes its meter to pop up, I still haven't quite figured out because I've had boss fights where it doesn't show up. Yeah, and then I've had other ones where it showed up immediately. I just did a side quest where I had to kill those were rats, the the bigger bigger ones, and they called more out, and then my gauge popped up, so I got yeah. to summon them, and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. At least in thirteen, it was. You summon him, he's out for a certain amount of time, and you do moves with him, to, and once his gauge is gone, he does a big move. Like, the, And that's exactly how this works. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I get it, I guess. Because, I mean, how else would you really do Plus, summon? see, and that's... I, I don't really like the direction that Final Fantasy has taken summons overall. That's like true. Tw- like, 12 was the beginning of the... Eh. 10. I hated how it, how it functioned in 10. I'm trying to remember how it did it. Ten was the one that oh, re- replaced your yeah, party. Yeah, I hated. Yeah, I didn't really care for that. Even if it didn't, twelve do that too, or replace the party. No, twelve uh, replaced everyone but the person who summoned. I think. Oh yeah, so it's like it, that was kind of the same thing as ten. But it was just you and the summon fighting. And man. I don't remember fifteen. I never got that far. Fifteen, it was like they were contextual based, where they did those giant ones, mm-hmm. where but like you don't control when they show up. It just Basically, when if, I the feel situa- like it. if the situation like calls for it, if you're getting your ass kicked too much, maybe yeah. like they would trigger. But then other times you'd be getting your ass kicked and they won't show up. Yeah. So I, I don't like that. Like I would have rather them be like, okay, here's your summon. You can use it whenever you want, but as soon as you use it, there is a hard X amount of time countdown where they are locked afterwards. Yeah, almost like an internal clock rather than a, yeah. than a game clock. Yeah. If they did it for like an hour, something like that, where it, you really have to use it when you need it, rather than just I'm gonna spam the shit out of night. Yeah, well, yeah. W some <laughs> one scene. That's where like I, I'm wondering where because it's 
obviously, obviously it's already going to diverge from like the way the end game of the original was because right. the end game in the original one, I had everyone with like master material or master summon mimic. Like yeah. sword or W summon or slash all, or, yeah, like slash all stuff like that. I don't think those are going to be in this game. Probably not because I haven't found in a single all materia at all. Well, because you don't need it. You can toggle between hitting everything and hitting only a single thing. Can you? Uh, yeah. If you select the spell and hit L one, it'll target everything. It uh, it does like a well, it does like the all effect because well, you can I, do that with cure, but I, it's weaker. I'm not gonna lie. Well, but see, I found a materia that does that. So I was assuming that that materia, there's one that like expands the area of effect but weakens the spell by a certain percentage. So I was I assuming that Maybe that not. was the new all materia. Maybe I don't know. So maybe I read it wrong because well, I like I know tutorial. outside of battle I've like I literally I don't know why I'd never done it but like multi-use potions out of yeah. battle. I never noticed it was there, even with the fucking... <laughs> until now, but it was one yeah. of those things where it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that would have like, came in handy. Well, I noticed, like, they have that auto-cure material, too. You can only use it... You can only be triggered so many times a battle. And only on NPCs. Or, not NPCs, on uh, non-controlled characters. So really? if you're controlling Cloud with the auto-cure material, it won't activate. Really? That's what I read oh. on the, the description. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. So I suppose it's a way of focusing on yourself rather than how your teammates are doing? Yeah. But yeah. right, so I jump around so quickly and issue orders when their 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 bars fill. Yeah, I mean, I I personally like the real time. I think it gives it a much more seamless feel. I, there's, to the game. It needs some tweaks, but like overall, I think it's it's a better direction for Final Fantasy. I think so too, because I really didn't care for 15's battle system at all. I hated I hated the main character anyway. Well, 15 they. Tr- it was like a. It was well, kind of like a really weird defunct twelve. Well, and not just that. Fifteen really screwed up because the stuff they originally showed for that game, like the the, the gameplay style, does not match what the game was. No. So like the the original gameplay stuff I remember seeing, it played more like it was going to be like Devil May Cry, but with like the teleporting ability and yeah. stuff like that. See, to me that ruined it. I and hated then, the teleporting ability. And then all of a sudden the game came out, and I'm like, that doesn't play like an action game like they were talking about hold x and i'm just gonna attack stuff basically <laughs> i was like this is weird yeah um actually let's talk about the material and the ability system um well actually one thing i noticed between or a disparity I, between the demo and the actual game the atb gauge fills up a hell of a lot faster i don't know if you noticed that yeah and there's actually there's uh as you level up like weapons and stuff and mm-hmm. i have a material that gives it to me but like there are ways to boost how fast it goes. Because yeah, so. I remember that was one of our big gripes in the uh, our, our quickie for the demo was you were complaining how slow it took for non-controlled characters to get their gauges up. And it, it definitely feels like they kind of increased how fast it comes up now. Well, at least the first gauge. It takes a while to get the second gauge full. But Although least, I did think of one other complaint I do have. But, uh, um, but like, yeah, the, ba- the gauges don't... Like, with there are ways to make it faster, but it definitely feels faster if you're controlling them. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I will, is, there, is there a way to get more segments? Um, I would assume. Yes, there is a materia called... <coughs> I can't remember what the hell it's called. It's a purple materia, so basically... Like a support one? You, you sacrifice your your limit gauge to give yourself a third bar. Oh, that's weird. And it allows the, the ATB gauges to fill up faster. Oh, okay. It's pretty interesting. I have yeah. it on Aerith right now, and that's who I was using it on the most. Okay. Um, that's. I mean, that was one thing I was kind of wondering, because obviously... Everything takes one or two. Yeah. And then there are certain contextual ones that will... The more gauges you have full will do more damage and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but... Did you notice they renamed Barrett's one of Barrett's limits? Mm-hmm. So the, the limit that you have for Barrett at the beginning... Like, oh, that. They, they call it Fire in the Hole, but it yeah. was Big Shot in the original game. Yeah, it was. It was the one where he... F- he yeah, charges the energy one. ball, and then it fires. It's called Fire in the Hole or something now. <laughs> I wonder why but they it, changed it. I don't know. That's and, weird. So, but, like, the other complaint I have with the game is when you trigger your limits and stuff like that, you can still be damaged while you're in them. I noticed that. I remember we, we talked about that. When I used the limit and the thing jumped out of the way, I was like, God damn it. See, yeah, that that's annoying. It should have frozen the field, to be yeah. honest. That that would have made more sense. But, like, yeah, because I, I, I was fighting an enemy, and Barrett had his, his limit up, and... Didn't get killed. 
<laughs> they dropped him to one life and they stopped their attack, but it was an attack that hits rapidly. So all of a sudden, like, he's doing it, char it's charging, charging, I'm just watching his life bar go down. You're like, and there's oh, nothing I can do fuck. about it. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. But honestly, I kind of like the way Materia f handles in this one. It's definitely a lot easier to grow. That's for sure. Well, because none of the weapons or accessories have uh, AP nullifiers or boosts on them. That's what I've noticed, yeah. There isn't, there's no double AP or triple growth. There is no zero growth. Everything, it's just a flat. Yeah. You get a certain amount per battle. I mean, they overhauled the whole weapon system in general. Yeah. Like, with the whole being able to upgrade the weapons and stuff, which I think is a cool touch. It's going to take certain, a little getting used to for certain, me. Certain but, weapons will still end up being better, and I don't think you can I'm max sure. out weapons. It doesn't look that way. Uh, at least not at this point. Well, because I, I know the... What's the max weapon level? Five? Well, the max level for characters is 50, so I'd assume five for weapons. That would be Because it seems to be about every ten levels. Yeah, because I noticed that it's... I like that each weapon gets its own SP pool, at least. Yes. But it's, it was just... It was kind of a weird... It reminded me of the Crisarium from 13, where you're upgrading certain stats from it. Or it um, weird. Tales of Hearts R, where they, it's got oh, that web yeah. system, too. yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just a it, it's a weird system that it's going to take me a little while to get used to. I like the idea of having to unlock the abilities from the weapons because that felt like nine. I loved Final Fantasy nine that forced you to use other weapons to get they abilities grow so quickly. It they matter. do. It's so funny. I like there was a section like right after the plate falls mm -hmm. where there's a new content in there. I went in at with Barrett, put on a brand new weapon. That had zero percentage. Within like three minutes of that area, it was maxed out. I was like, really? I mean, the ability is freaking amazing. So I was like, okay. Well, at least it's not a chore. Like, I, I, I'm actually playing uh, Arc Rise Fantasia on the Wii. Oh. God damn, did I forget how long it took to like unlock weapons in that one. Yeah. Like, it got annoying. Yeah. So it's like, I'm glad this one doesn't make it a chore to get the weapons and the abilities. Because that would... Even even in nine, there were some abilities that took like a thousand fucking weapon points to unlock the ability. And you're like, God damn it! I I do admit, I wish there was more battles. Them seem to be like mm. only spawning in set locations is a little annoying. I mean, I get it. I get why they did it, especially for this style of battle. It'd be kind of hard. To I'm hoping. Why well, and see, I'm hoping that it, that's just how it's going to be for in Midgar. Right. I'm hoping once we get out to the world map, it'll be slightly different. That's one thing I'm sort of scared of to I, see. I am very like I. I'm excited and scared to see how they handle everything from this point on. I imagine outside Midgar, it's not going to be top down. That's for damn sure. It's not going to be like your traditional overworld map. It's probably going to function kind of like how Grand Pulse did in 13, where it's just big open area and, and there's like enemies everywhere and like it'll do like arenas once you meet like the fights or whatever, but I have a feeling that's how it's going to be. Or it'll be cordoned off, or however. I don't know how they'll do it. See, that's my but thing. Is I don't. I don't. I'm. I. I'm almost scared that they're not going to have the the world. And that could be a possibility too. But if if it's following, although I suppose if they departed that much, I think people would be a little way too. Oh, people off. would hate it. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I have a feeling they'll do it like they did Grand Pulse. Where it's just this big ass open area. There's like there'll be a single monster out there that you fight. More will pop in, and then you do the fight in that area. And then once you beat it, it goes back out. But that way, it'll still keep that feeling of an overworld. And I mean, that's I like that because you see the size of enemies, and that's awesome. Like, could you imagine wandering around and the Midgar zone comes slithering through? You know, you see this well, big see, fucking that's, thing. And it's stuff like that that makes me worry because like. That entire segment of having to get the chocobo and then look at like the swamp where he's swimming mm -hmm. would lose something if it doesn't if it's not handled right. Right. It's so. a scary thought. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I. It's it's crazy. So we'll talk about music, music, music and graphics. Love the way the game looks. Uh, to be honest, it's probably the best-looking console game I've seen. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people complain that there's texture issues, which I've I, noticed a couple I've, here and there, but nothing crazy. I've had a couple instances of pop-in, yeah. which they were on minor background things, so it wasn't so bad. But then, like, the door on... The door on your, ho on your hotel. 
antifa hotel store. Room. Like, there's no it's texture weird. to it. It's yeah. like it's like someone took mud and smeared it across the wall. <laughs> just one big. I thought that was just me and my TV. See, I, I thought like, it was an error. Oh, that's weird. I thought it was something happening because I'm on the pro. You're right. You're on a base PS4. Yeah. So I was wondering if it was just one of those things, those fuck ups that. That like the pro did, but if, I guess if you're having that issue too. Yeah, maybe it's. I mean, it's those minor things. But to be honest, I'm not hugely concerned about it. I also saw one major glitch in a cutscene, yeah. and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so you know, like the Shinra guys have the tanfa on their 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 like right leg usually. Yeah. Well, there's a cutscene where what is it? Higer is talking to some of his subordinates. Yeah. Well, and the guy's standing, and he's like in the camera, and you can—it's like you're basically like right at ass level, and you can see. Well, his tanfa has two handles spawned into it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so like, there's two objects, and it's like I was like, oh, did they mess up that bad? <laughs> it's almost like the the cursor on the credits for the Pokemon game. Oh my god! Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> But other than that, like, the music obviously is top-notch. The, all the, the remixes for the songs are amazing. I so love far. the battle theme. They did a fucking fan... That's one of the most iconic battle themes, I think, from almost any game in in history. I've, I've seen Cloud do the, the victory pose. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So there's stuff that happens later where, yeah, he does the, the swings the sword and puts it up on his shoulder. That's awesome. Uh, I'm... I'm I'm, I'm Barrett does the, the fanfare every now and then. He's like, da, 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 yeah, I had that. Da, da. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I mean, we there's not really a whole lot to go into about that stuff because the game's gorgeous and, and, well, and the music is is. If it looks awesome. this good on like the PS4 Pro, I could only imagine if they released it on PC mm -hmm. with like where they don't have to compress stuff. Right. Could you imagine how good it would look on a high-end PC? Oh, it'd be fucking amazing. It would be like one of the best-looking games ever made. Yeah, like I said, even if you, t even if this wasn't Final Fantasy VII, this game would be incredible. Just to stand on its own. Like the textures in his gloves or in his sweater, yeah. you, you can see the clothing. The, you can see the knitting in his like turtleneck. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually happy that they didn't overly booble Tifa. I was expecting her no. every time she took a step for those things to bounce. There's literally no bounce to them. Yeah. So it's like I'm kind of I'm. They had some restraint. <laughs> yeah, I was say the uh, the boy in me is a little disappointed there's no booble, but. Uh, it's like they're, I'm happy that at least they kind of like respect the fact that she doesn't. They make up for it. Cornor, uh, Don Corneo's belly jiggles. Oh god, sexy! <laughs> Can't wait to whip my schlong out of that. <laughs> when he started jiggling, I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm happy like they at least have enough. Like, it, it's not fan service. It's literally yeah. like they're focusing on what they should be focusing on. Yeah. So I, I like that a lot. Because there's a lot of games. Like I said, when I was playing that Death End Request for the PS4, it's literally just jiggles everywhere. Like, everything well, looks was that, like they're made of jello. There was that one Vita game, I can't remember, that we played, but yeah, where if you're looking at character models, you just tap the controller and... <laughs> <laughs> the old Dead or Alive games. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so we'll talk about uh, the stuff they added. Holy shit! It's like, okay... There has been one thing that's been added that I'm like, why is this in this fucking game? It makes no sense, even up to where I'm at. Is it the weird stroker ghost things? <laughs> like these, they the look like ghosts? the Grim Reaper, like the like a shit Grim Reaper hood, and there's just thousands of them out of nowhere. There's no explanation to them so far. Oh my far. god, they look like the stupid ass things from the Spirits Within Final Fantasy movie. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. Fuck, there was a weird... Was it Star Trek? Was it a Star Trek thing where there's like the weird dimensional worms that look like big poops? In the transporter? In the transporter? It's the one where Barkley grabs the one out and they turned out to be other people trapped in there? Or yeah, something? yeah. That's kind of what they look like to me. Yeah, honestly, like what that whole scene with Aerith and that... Like, when she's freaking out ghost. and then she grabs you and all of a sudden you can see him yeah, too. I'm like... like that, I don't remember her freaking out in the original game. She never did. But... But it's and to me that looks like they're. It's weird. It's one of those things where, and there, there's another situation where I think they're pulling from the expanded games mm -hmm. because that looks like more of like something that was Advent Children, like inspired. Yeah, I would say so. And then like there's there's one segment that like after like I was telling you where I was doing the part with Barrett where after the plate fell, that the area you're in looks like it's Dirge of Cerberus inspired. Oh, that would be cool. I know so, a lot of people are talking about, like, uh, Crisis Core and stuff Well, yeah, like there's that. that 
possibility of the legacy collection for yeah. Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus getting ported over to the Switch, that which would be cool. I would fucking love. Oh, absolutely. Because I haven't played through Dirge of Cerberus in a long time, and I wouldn't mind going back to it. It's not oh, a great hey. game, but it's a fun game. Hell, I'd play it on the channel. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. I would love to play even Crisis Core. Because, like, I played it on the PSP, but I've never actually played it all the way through, and I would love to I, actually That's one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. So. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because they did such a good job in expanding the world that they really didn't explain in the original one anyway. Yeah. But, so, yeah, like, uh, even b- before, like, those poo snakes, like, that whole delusion of him seeing Sephiroth was fucking incredible to me. Oh, yeah, this is definitely where we're going to hit some spoiler stuff, so... Yeah, like, the whole... Just the atmosphere it creates... Did you see the bleed-over? Bleed-over. So, remember the... You've done the one bombing, right? Yes. Where all of a sudden, like, they come out and the city's all fucked up. Yeah, so which was cool. You, I liked then, that idea. Then, like, then you see Sephiroth and, like, you're going through that alley. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you start having the flashback of him standing in the fire. Yeah, and... If yeah. you paid attention to the buildings in the background and some of the rubble, it shifted from being Midgar oh, it was to mid- a blend of Niblim and yeah. Midgar. It was so really there was like cool. a building from Niblam and like the white picket fence, mm-hmm. and then like the brick of like Midgar right yeah. next to you. That was the scene was where so you saw the fire coming out the windows, right? Yeah, yeah, that was really fucking cool looking. And then you have to like walk around through that alley, <laughs> yeah. and then you like swing your sword at like nothing. I was. I thought he was going to be swinging it at somebody. See, I had that feeling, too, that someone yeah. was going to be in the wrong place, and he's going to, like, wake up after almost hitting someone. Yeah, kind of like how he almost struck down that guy in the hotel room next to him, the reunion guy. Yeah, though they're, they expanded on those. I'm really, like, just the... Because the, they only mentioned those, like, once or twice in the original. Yeah, and, and then they're, honest, like, the last weird. disc. Yeah, it, like, it was it, very odd. It's once you go back to, like, Niblum and stuff, and they're all going up towards the reactor. Mm-hmm. It was... I'm I'm very, very impressed because it's... Because usually, in the first one, you really don't even hear hide nor hair of Sephiroth until you get to this fucking Shinra. No, you hear about him. But they don't really talk they, too much about well, him. Well, they don't talk about him, but, like, when you fight Airbuster and, you know, Cloud lets them know he was Soldier First Class and he asks you what your name was. Yeah. And he responds and he's like, well, sorry, I can't remember everyone. You're not another Sephiroth. Oh yeah, type yeah. thing. So there is references to him um, throughout, like the entire segment, which that'll be interesting too. Once we get up to the point where it's his blade through the back of Shinra. Oh yeah. So I think that's the end of the first disc, wasn't it? It was right before you did the motorcycle because you're on top of the building and he's right through the president. Yeah. So that's that... gonna, I can't wait to get to the Shinra building. Ah, oh, yeah, I can't either. It's gonna be fucking awesome. <laughs> The whole game. That's where I'm leading. That's where I'm at in the game. Ugh. I'm doing like I just got to an area where they're like they're like okay, we've done this now. Here's a bunch of side quests. You better do them before you go into the building because once you go in the building, you're not coming out. I was like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I, I'm just I'm overwhelmingly impressed with how much they've added. Because, and it's like not, I said, it's, and it doesn't feel like it's it, other than like the ghost things. It does not feel shoehorned in. No, it's not one of those. It's a jarring, sure, something new. It's more of a, it's an, a logical building on the world that was already there. Yeah. Kind of like when they have that scene where that, that disgruntled guy is tearing down the avalanche posters, and you see him start to see, like, the plate fall, and he, like, braces himself like it's going to hit him and nothing happened. And the guy was like, what the oh, hell is wrong like, with you? Oh, you're like, oh, you Mako addict. Yeah. Like, and they kind of start to foreshadow that he's been overexposed. Like, that whole reference was really cool. They actually flat out make another assertion that I don't think was in the original one. Really? About Mako poisoning. Oh, that's cool. So, I, I always liked that they, they did that, but they didn't do it very well in the original. No, they never the, really explained In the original one, it was just one of those things where eventually they kind of like, oh, yeah, by the way, Mako poisoning, yeah. you're almost dead. Well, in this one... Well, they kind of made Mako sound like... It's like Weapon X. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or Adamantium. Like, they're giving you... They're, they're trying to turn you into a super soldier, but they never really explained, like, what Mako well, is. In the original one, it was treated as, like, a really bad, like, MacGuffin. It was just yeah. a... Just it was a, a means to an end. Yeah, yeah. So... To explain why Cloud's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad that, the, like, he, you kind of start to see, like, his deterioration happening, and it's... It was, it's really fucking well done. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I'm, like, all the times that it happens, it's been really well done. Um, yeah. Like, even the whole part where you're following Sephiroth through that alleyway and he's stumbling around, I'm like, dude, this is really, like, it's really good. Yeah. Like, they really thought this through. It's 
fucking incredible. I even like just wandering around that town after the, the you blow up their reactor and seeing, like, like they're almost questioning if what they're doing is right because you're causing so much damage to just regular people. Well, and, and it's and, really good. And that's one like, of those things, too, in parallel. In the original one, when it went off, there was, like, one throwaway line about... Well, did Jesse mess up or whatever, or did her was her explosive too strong? Yeah, but and you never that understood. was it. That was it. Yeah, and then she was just like, "Oh, I'll adjust the bomb for next time." Yeah, and that was it. That was all about the reactor. Whereas in this one, like they expanded to like, no, they didn't fuck up. Shinra framed them. Yeah, which I was like, oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, because it's like her the explosive doesn't even really do anything. No, it's literally meant to just destroy that pump and do nothing else to the surrounding yeah. area. But then they, you know, blow up the rest of the reactor, which was really cool. Like, I loved the way they handled that. I'm like, it, it was one of those where I was just like, oh, so it that's make, what happens. It makes <laughs> it makes more sense. Like, I yeah. think it was, I think it's one of those things where there might have maybe been some throwaway dialogue, but but I don't ever remember it. I, I remember either. Jesse's one, like, one line about it, but that was it. Yeah, did I make a miscalculation somewhere? I remember her that line. Yeah. Which was, like I said, I... I love the way they're doing, they're handling things with like a lot of the story, because now you're seeing a flushed out thing that they really didn't do in the original. There were some some other changes that have happened in the game too that I was just kind of like, huh, this happens a little different than the way it did in the original. Oh yeah. Yeah, like there's no segment where the guy tries to rob you on the train. Oh, the guy doesn't. He doesn't take your shit. Oh, thank God. <laughs> like, that entire segment is different now. Really? The, where you're trying to get to the front car, right? That's when you're on your way to the second reactor? Cool. I was like wondering they, how they were going to handle they've that. They've adjusted actually. that. It's different now. Okay, good. I was like, holy shit. It, it's better. I, I actually good. like it this way better. Because that part was kind of annoying to me when you set off the alarms and you got to Well, because I made Cloud's ID extra special. Yeah. That fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, love Jesse. I, I love like, the, the way she just constantly flirts with Cloud in this awesome. one. <laughs> She's so cute. I, I wish you got her as like a character. That would have been cool. Yeah, I, say, I just did the like I said, I've been the plate section, so it's like oh, oh my heart. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to the divisiveness of the episodic format. So I've heard a lot of people saying that they're not even going to bother buying it until all the episodes are out, which is stupid. I get it, but I. Don't get it. They do realize it's probably going to take quite a few years for them to finish this. Uh, I'm guessing at least eight, maybe more. My assumption is they're going to release... Obviously, they release this on PS4. PS5 comes out this year. It wouldn't surprise me if they like the next two parts are PS5, or at least part two will be PS5 and PS4, and part three will be strictly PS5, that they'll do a collection. Because that seems to be the way these... This, generation of console games has kind of been shifting yeah which is i'm kind of surprised trails of cold steel hasn't done that since there's going to be four parts i'm surprised they haven't done like a four part collection somewhere yeah like okay i get it then like i believe i do believe the developers when they said that uh had they stuck to a single release that none of the extra content would have made it into this game. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly believe them. It easily would have been years because, still down the road. Because like I said, I'm 22 hours yeah. in. The beginning part of Final Fantasy V takes... Fi I mean, Final Fantasy VII oh, five hours. takes about five hours. Yeah. I'm 22 hours <laughs> in. Well, the part that's funny to me is is people realize that... if I mean, this alone was a 90 gig download. Part I, one. Could you I imagine? It could a two disc... Yeah, the, the physical yeah. version comes with an install disc and a play disc. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. I I heard that too. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but like, could you if if they had released this, easily would have been a two hundred gig game. Uh, probably there's more. no way. Probably more. Yeah, there's no way with our current like capabilities for. I had to delete the games to put this in. Well, I didn't have to go that far. <laughs> but well, you, I, you have a lot more digital but, than I do. But I also all my shit was on my external. Yeah. And I ended up just kind of transferring seven to my internal, so it runs fast. It's on the strong, the better hard drive. Yeah. So. But it's it's just I was like there's I, I understand the episodic format because honestly this game was available for pre-order in like 2015. There are some people that have had this game pre-ordered since 2015. Damn. Yes, it's been out for a long time that they've teased this. So, like, it doesn't surprise me that they didn't do the whole game. 
Well, how, how like said, there, there still would be another five years before we even see it. Well, and that's the thing is like, had they released it as one solid game, literally doing like a one for one remake, no adding stuff, it would have been disappointing. We would have not. The game would not be out yet. We would still be waiting a number of years, and we'd be disappointed. Yeah, and I think the other part is like people would just be like, "Oh, it's just a direct remake. It's prettier." Yeah. And then they'd be bitching about that. And like, so with all the extra content that's that's supposed to be being added in the next parts, I definitely, I can agree, like, I definitely think it was a good idea to go episodic. I do too. I just hope it's not going to be, you know, yeah, you know, ten plus years before we finish this now. Yeah, I have a feeling it'll be maybe a couple. Maybe a couple few. Because, I mean, they already have the assets. Everything's already the majority, technically I'm, created. I would assume majority of the... Because character models are done. They don't ever have to do anything with those. Right. So, and, like, I would assume they have a majority of the monsters they're going to use, other than maybe some of, like, the big... Like, the weapons. Oh, that'll be interesting. Oof. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the weapon uh, fights will be interesting. Ruby and Emerald. And, yeah, apparently, they were only in the Western release or something. Ruby like and Emerald? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Because like you you only fought. There what was the one that came after Midgar when you had to shoot the cannon at it? Diamond. Was that diamond weapon? I think so. Because the Junin cannon. It's the one that blows his head. That's off. the one that kills the one in the in the ocean. But then there's another one that that's comes I'm, at Midgar. That is the same one. Is it the same one? Because yeah. there was maybe that was diamond. That's the one that they, they fly the Junin cannon to Midgar. Yeah, maybe. maybe that or was wait, no. Or was that one optional? Well, no. Emerald was the one that was underwater. Emerald was the one you needed the underwater material. And then Ruby is the one by Gold Saucer in the desert. Right. Those were the two optional ones. Never beat either of them. I did. Uh, Ruby was a pain in the ass. Just go in there with everyone dead but one person and then have Final and Phoenix on. God. (laughs) Yeah, you could cheese those fights. Yeah, I remember Emerald Weapon was... Emerald was the hard one because you didn't have the underwater material that 20 or 30 minute time limit wasn't enough unless you were extremely overpowered yeah so it's i i'm very curious to see how they handle the the outside midgar section of the game yeah but what's weird to me and i i i'm how they handle it is going to be interesting because if this is supposed to feel like a full-fledged game right Mm. how do you balance everything to because i remember we talked about is this going to be a game where you could technically buy the second part and play it from the second part without the first? Yeah, I'm assuming they're going to allow you to do that. So how do you scale everything to f- to feel organic without... So basically if you would start the second part without playing the first... They it would, would throw you at a base level. They would start you at, say, level 40. Yeah. Because the max level in this one is 50. Which is weird, considering max level in the original is only 99. Right. So... It, that's why it's quite... Like, I'm questioning how they're going to exactly pull this off. Because you're already going to feel powerful as fuck at the end of this. So it's like, once you get to Calm or whatever and the di- and the game ends... Like, how are they going to transition kind of scaling are they going to go? Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, you can't really... if, if Unless they're planning on raising the, the level cap... Like, See, there's still a huge chunk of this game to it go. It wouldn't shock me if they raised the level cap to, like, 200 or something like that. That'd be interesting. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I remember FF10 had, like, the... You could break the gauges. Remember, they, you had that gauge break the thing? The overlimit one where you could expand your life past 999 or your life past whatever. Yeah, so you can get 99,000. So I wonder if maybe there'll be something like that? But maybe. That, it wouldn't make much sense that way, but... It's still, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how they they handle that because because I had that I had that problem in Trails of Cold Steel. I beat the first one, and you're already powerful as fuck. You get to the second game, and your stats are dramatically reduced. Like I think I was level fifty something when I beat the first one, and then you get to the second one, you're back down to thirty. It was very odd because your stats even with importing even with importing all the all the importing actually did was transfer like skills. select items not even skills just select items select things here and there but otherwise it really didn't do anything for your character. Oh, see that's a bad way to handle it. They tried to sort of explain it. Although I suppose I mean look at the way Dot Hack GU did it where you could I think there were hard caps in each of them. Mm-hmm. 
but it still progressed up to I think ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. So like there are way there are ways of doing it, but it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Yeah, I just hope that they don't do it in a way that makes it feel like everything you're trying to accomplish in this one undone. is kind of undone. Yeah, like all the material you've gotten, all of a sudden now you don't have it or something like that. You know what I mean? Because that was like I said, Trails of Cold Steel did that, where between game one and two you lost everything you got yeah and you they only transferred select things over and you're like god damn it now i yeah, have to get that, everything it would again. suck being able to like yeah level up all these weapons and then also import them and now i got they're nothing not, they're gonna re-level them yeah which yeah that would definitely suck so um, it's i know it's gonna be a few years probably before we can see part two higher hair of it but i'm really i'm focusing on this one and i think i'm 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 ho- to be honest i'm really hoping there is a new game plus though that would be cool um, that would be simply cool. because there's, unless there's a way to go back and play some mini games. Yeah. Um, because there are achievements tied to a couple of them. Like right, one, right. The, I know the darts one has one, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, where yeah. and I placed last on that one. You suck. <laughs> I don't even know yet. <laughs> yeah, I say you haven't made it seventh heaven. So. No, I haven't. Well, I have, um, but I, I haven't. But um, and then there's one where you have to do well enough to get Jesse to praise you, but. Mm. Oh, she's dead now, and I can't get her <laughs> So, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. And Like I said, hitting level 50. I'm level 22 already. Yeah. So, and I'm on chapter 13 of, I think it's 18. Mm, okay. So, but at yeah. least I'm guessing it's 18 chapters, because I went from where my achievement stopped and then counted down until, <laughs> like, I had another achievement and said, okay, I figure it's about this many. Yeah. So, who knows? All I know is this game is incredible. I'm. It was... Worth the wait, in my opinion. After what, 23 years? 27? How many years has it been? 97. So 23 years. I mean, it's incredible. They did a fantastic fucking job. To be honest, they could have just done a whole new Final Fantasy game and I would have been with this engine and I would have been happy. Oh, yeah. 100%. I think this game has nailed what I I hope all future Final Fantasies feel like. To me, I almost wonder if this was a strategic decision by Square... If they were having financial issues, think so. It wouldn't shock me. Where they're like, our previous X number of games haven't been living up to what we thought they would. Mm-hmm. So you know, we need to do something that's going to guarantee us money. Oh well, look, just... we've got this. We're printing money now. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I mean, how many people have bought this? Pretty much launch. everyone I know that plays game that games that has a PS4 has it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you go anywhere on, on Facebook or, or YouTube, it was, it's just PS4 shit. Yeah. Or it's, it's Final Fantasy VII stuff, because even before this game released, how many streams were there of people playing the original Final Fantasy VII? Uh, A million! Was there? <laughs> yeah. It was crazy, because they were preparing for this, so they, they played like the original seven or the HD like remaster of it. Oh, yeah. So it's just... it's It... it Kind of, and I've, I've always said, even though I don't care for this game, it is a landmark title in gaming. Yeah. And I understand why it is, because it kind of took the genre to a whole new standard. Well, I also think part of it was, it was the right story, the right world building, the right characters. To be honest, if you were to take any of the ones after this and flop it into Seven's place for, for when it got released, I don't think any of them would have succeeded. You don't think so? No. Nope. I think Seven was that lightning in a bottle. Just Everything was just right for at that moment. Mm. And they got lucky with it. Do you think if they had stuck with Xenogears being the actual Final Fantasy VII, it would have had the same success? I don't think it would have. You don't think so? Because I'm even Xenogears itself... It wasn't really successful on launch. No, it was a cult classic. Yeah, game. it became like popular after the fact. Yeah. So I think had Xenogears been released as seven, that might have been the end of Final Fantasy. Well, and I, I'll be perfectly honest, and I, I like Xenogears, even though I haven't really played that much of it. I don't think it would have been a departure enough from the pre for from its predecessors to really make that impression. Oh no no, no it's no it like because basically Xenogears, other than a few things, is wild because it's the input system for fighting. Right. It's like a very religious heavy story, yeah. whereas Final Fantasies usually aren't. No. Other than like Kefka, who was trying to become a god, 
there really isn't much religion in Final Fantasy games. Not particularly. Whereas no. Xenogears is basically all allegory and religion. So, yeah. not to me- but I'm like aesthetically speaking, other than the parts where you're in the the, the, the gears. Yeah. Like I don't think graphically it would have because seven was. It, it, as much as shitty as it looks now, like it was huge. It was yeah. it was a massive change compared to how all other Final Fantasies looked and functioned and played. Yeah, well, it was so, the first like three D ones. Yeah, so. I, you're, I think you're right. I think Xenogears. I, if that were Final Fantasy seven, I don't think would have would have quite spawned its, it's well, success. Like, yeah, it? and like I said, I don't think any of the ones like eight, nine, ten, eleven. Well, eight, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, and fifteen. If you were to take them and they would have been released. Like PS One level, I don't think any of them would have succeeded. I don't think so either. Like I, they just, they all have something that's missing. Yeah. Whereas, like I said, Seven got lucky, and like everything about it just hit the mark. Yeah. Because I mean, if you look even a lot of RPGs at that time, even if you go a little bit forward to PS Two, like games that are more religious heavy, like uh, uh, Nocturne, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Like, well, Shin Megami's always been an outlier. It's always it's gone very... Like, the Judeo-Christian God's always the antagonist. Yeah. But those games were cult classics. They never really they came were, They were forward. never commercial successes. No. Never. To, to be honest, like, the only the only series of those that even got popular, to be perfectly honest here, was Persona. And it wasn't even one or two. It was three, four, and five now. Yeah, and then what was the what was the one for PS2? Was it Nocturne? That was Nocturne and Digital Devil. Where you had the little spike coming out of your neck? Yeah. Well, that one became, like, wildly successful over here, which is why it was so expensive for so long. Yeah. But, like, they never quite... Digital Devil never really got any farther than... Well, kind of... No, uh, Soul Hackers wasn't really Digital Devil. The other one I can think of is, like, uh, the mainline... Well, now they are, but the ones that are all, like, 3DS. So Shin Megami Tensei 4 and... Yeah. Like, those, but I think those are... They, I think it's a popu- niche. They're popular now. I don't know if they would have been so popular back then. And I think those are only big because, like, that Etrian Odyssey kind of pushed that genre yeah, here. Because, you, I mean, Jesus Christ, you have seven Etrian Odyssey games... You have, like, the five main ones, then you have the two, like, remakes that actually put a story into one and two. <laughs> yeah, Which was weird. Yeah, you have Nexus. I mean, you have a whole shitload of those games. That dungeon-crawling genre really took took storm here. Yeah. I mean, those games are a dime a dozen now. You can see, Or not a dime a dozen. They're fucking everywhere. Yeah. Especially on the handhelds. So, like, even Persona Q, like, those two are dungeon-crawler games in, in the style of... of like old persona yeah and to be honest i think i I, i'm pretty sure to me like it was the ps1 era like rpgs that allowed those ones to get the more like the ps2 ones more popular oh absolutely because i mean the first shimigami game or the first persona game was it persona was that super nintendo i think so i think it was too the first persona game was super nintendo i think it's somewhere around there because i know like uh the, all the other Clock ones were, Tower was Super Nintendo. Yeah. There were a whole... There sh- was a Shin Megami at least on yeah. Super Nintendo. I Star know Ocean, I know, was Super Nintendo. There were a whole shitload of... Yeah, that we really didn't get until PS1, which yeah. is weird. But, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is Seven's incredible. If you guys haven't played it, or at least think that you... Even if you're not going to play it, try to I would, def- I would definitely recommend looking at it. Absolutely. Like, even if you watch someone like... A, I, I would. Uh, this is one I would actually say no commentary if you're gonna watch a walkthrough for it. Yeah. Do a no commentary one so you can just enjoy the game. Yeah. Because if you're never gonna play it, because it is that good. Absolutely. Like I would love to play it on the channel, but at the same time, I'm like, we have a tendency to talk too much. <laughs> a game and like this, this game is. Yeah. There's yeah. so much beautiful audio in it, whether it be voiceover or whatever. That it's like I feel like we would miss stuff. And I think people would en- would enjoy it more if we played it without doing it. But who the fuck wants to do that? <laughs> but yes, I would say even just play the demo if if and see how you like it because I know a lot of people don't care for the real time. Well, I'm mean, like we didn't touch on it, but they have that classic like mode in it. I still haven't I, tried. it. I haven't tried it. I'll maybe I'll try it when I beat the game. But well, the thing that turned me off to that mode is they said flat out it's the same as playing on easy. Yeah. Which is weird to me. So it's like, how does that? work. Well, because they, they scale stuff back because you're not directly in control of stuff. No, because I, I see that, or I, I 
Uh, maybe I should try flipping over to it just to see how it is, but apparently the game's all automated. Yeah. So just, it's kind of like Xenoblade. The, as the gauges go up... You put in commands, but they're attacking and defending all on their own. Yeah. Which is very strange to me. I don't know how that would work. No, I don't know either, so that's that's why I said maybe I'll try it after I beat it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might give it a little whirl just to see how it functions, but there you go. That'll be, uh, let's see, what do we got? Hour four. <laughs> Quickie, Quickie. non-quickie. <laughs> Quick for us, because usually our podcasts are two hours. But uh, there you guys go. That's our take on the Final Fantasy VII Remake. We'll do more after... We'll do another one, too, after we finish it. Yes. Just to, just so. so we can touch base to see what, what we thought of the full story. Well, this section of the story. Yeah, that's going to be the biggest... Granted, now I'm going to have to wait like six weeks for this fucker to catch up. Oh, uh, yeah, that's going to take a while. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there you guys go. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, go to powertripgaming.tv, takes you directly to our YouTube channel where you can watch us play the, our Nest Quest, where we're plowing our way through 678 officially licensed North American Nintendo games. God damn. Yeah, side quest, do that stuff. Listen to us on Stitcher and iTunes. And That's right, the PTG Powercast, iTunes, Stitcher... Amazing. Go play Final Fantasy. Go play Enough. Final Fantasy. The end. Play any Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, peace out. Now you're listening with power!